and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family and among the friends. And to the standing between the living and the dead. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the scripture and the sense podcast episode number 966, where I simply read the word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary, the BKC, or Matthew Henry, the Matthew Henry Commentary, or some other reputable commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be Awakened. Today, dear friends, we're reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 14. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Open our eyes and our ears and help us to understand your holy word and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Today we're reading Malachi chapter 2 verse 14. Yet ye say, Wherefore, because the Lord hath been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, we just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2 verse 14. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. Now here is the sense of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the BKC. Again, Malachi stressed the Israelites' spiritual insensitivity, since they surprisingly could not imagine what the problem was 
you ask why, the prophet had to spell it out for them. The Lord was acting as the witness between such a man and his wife with whom he had broken faith, that is, whom he had divorced. This witness may have been in a legal sense or in a general sense, depending on the covenant referred to. If it is to be taken in a legal sense, then the Lord, <coughs> pardon me, then the Lord was called on to be a witness and a judge in a legal agreement, as was sometimes done among the ancients. If Baritica means your marriage covenant, NIV, then the Lord's witness would have this legal sense. He was the witness of the marriage covenant between the man and woman. <clears throat> However, the word Baritica, literally your covenant, could conceivably refer to the covenant between God and Israel. In that case, the Lord was a witness in the general sense that he knows all that he knows all that happens then the wife of your marriage covenant would refer to the fact that she was chosen from among the covenant people while the preceding context seems to support this second interpretation the statement, she is your partner, seems to emphasize the marriage relationship itself. Most likely, the word covenant refers to both the national covenant between God and Israel and the marriage covenant of individuals. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise you and we thank you for this time together around your holy word. Thank you for continuing to teach us throughout our Christian life. Help us to love your holy word so much that we will obey it to prove our love for you, Lord Jesus Christ. For you said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Help us to do just that by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for your sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. 
Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. 
and you're ready to trust him as your Savior, pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and, uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you until next time. <laughs>